the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate, and I'm here with Sherry Feeney and Ace Wise Suparp, and we were just talking about how many people would live with ghosts, and pretty much uh, there were more people than I thought. But I have a caller before we go on to another topic that uh, is on the line, and it's Kelly uh, from New York. And Kelly, good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Dottie. Thank you for taking my comment. No, well, tell us. You say that you are living with spirits? Well, unfortunately, in two different apartments. Um, And this is since 2016 when I saw what looked like I thought a man come into the apartment. And it was early morning in June, so there was, you know, the beginning of light at maybe four or so. And I thought it was a home invasion. And I just, I stayed in my room and I heard talking. Um, I only saw a man, but I well, assumed there like, was another being there. Is, okay, but when you saw the man, was don't... like in an outline or did you actually physically see like a regular man? He was, he was solid. He was like 6'4". So he wasn't looking so like I a saw... ghost. He looked like a regular man, right? Yeah, when you see um, a an earthbound spirit, they have the ability to dematerialize entirely or just partial. Children will sometimes be partially dematerialized. They don't, you know, they're not. They haven't practiced it enough to be able to 100% control it like adults or, I'd say, uh, spirits who've been at this for a while. These are. The same as you and me, except they are not corporal, and they, um, if they're an SOB on Earth, they're going to be an SOB on the other side. Okay. Well, was he um, was he handsome? The six foot four ghost was he good looking? He was handsome, yeah, but I still didn't want him in my apartment. I don't care how handsome well, he was. All right, but like ch- now, wait a second. Maybe, maybe he's, uh... You seem to know a lot, so maybe you can help me. So when you saw the ghost, although I, I did experience it, I'll tell you later, but um, when you saw the ghost and he was in your apartment, he was obviously speaking to someone, you said. What did you do? Um, he was just speaking, I heard, and I'm assuming for some reason I felt it was a female. I waited till 5 in the morning, and I got out of bed. I walked into the living room. I checked. Nothing was moved. Nothing was taken. And I guess they dematerialized. 
Um, They could have still been there, and I'm not aware of it because I can't see them if they're dematerialized. Right, right. But they could still Um, be there. You don't know. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, this has been, oh, Lord, Um, two apartments. So not Um, only in this apartment, you have another? The same guy comes back to another apartment now? No. There was one in the other apartment, the previous apartment. Mm -hmm. There was a group. And I was very fortunate because they thought the place was like like cheers and they were very amiable and up they and drank. sociable and you know, occasionally I would find things missing, usually food. Really? And that's strange. I didn't know about I'm getting goosebumps just listening to this. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps just listening to this. Oh, no, but well, it's believe me. People don't realize the damage they can do, and your life can be stolen from you. I'm not kidding. Okay, so you let have me to ask keep you replacing what they steal. Yeah, no, no. And I had customers. I swear to God, I had buyers who asked the sellers if they could they could stay in their house overnight so they could see if there were ghosts. And um, years ago, when I I opened an office in Sag Harbor out in the Hamptons. And it was like from the 1800s. And the man that owned it, uh, who actually gave it to me, he said to me, listen, I'm going to help you with everything here. He said, but I just want to tell you, there are ghosts here, spirits. And I said, really? And he said, yes. So I said, are they good or bad? Are they friends of yours? He said, no, they're good. So I uh, did take the space. And uh, I really, I mean, I don't know if I could prove it. And I'm not one that gets crazy with that stuff. But I really felt, I just felt there was something in that place, that there were spirits. Now, you seem to know a lot about it. So is there a reason, is it true that they say that people come back because, I mean, is, do they come back because they didn't get it right or they keep on, why do they become spirits and some don't or is everyone a spirit? I mean, I don't know a lot about it. Once they pass, they're supposed to cross over to the other side. But ones people who are extremely earthbound, extremely materialistic, um, there's never enough money, there's never enough of anything materially, they won't cross over. So they want well, to stay there. There's going to be a lot of real estate agents not crossing over them. Because... <laughs> no, we're not making well, fun of you. So let I me am. ask you, how do you, I mean, really, so now you have them in two apartments, in two places. Is there well, a, it turned out there was a demon that was in one, well, two apartments also, demon, plural. And when I went to Florida, they were pulling the same activity, like marking my towels mm. with black marks. Usually it's in a triangle or a V-shape. Wait a I found second. out Wait. that happened <laughs> they, to someone else. Wait a second, are they there, marked are, your towels? Are there pictures of this? Did you take any pictures of this? I you have to get special equipment, and when someone is constantly stealing from you, you don't have money to waste on this. Well, call me. But let me ask you something. No, because I've seen you know I've seen shows where they show uh, these cameras, and you actually see these ghosts. But what it sounds like they were they're kind of going like if they've gone to all your places, then is there something that they want from you particularly because. It would be odd that they would be in every single apartment or every place you go. Do you think there's something that they want from you? I I suspect someone is definitely behind this. Definitely. So how do you get rid of um, them? 
Well, you can't. Well, at one point I was fortunate and the clergy helped me, but you can't call them all the time, especially if you're not in their congregation. And not everyone can see them also. Some people can, some people so do, can't. So do, do some people think maybe you were crazy or something? I mean, like if Why somebody can't see them and you say, well, look, I have ghosts. I mean, that's got to be a difficult thing. But I do, believe, I mean, from what I've heard, and I've had more than you think, customers who are very aware of that and really are careful about a house or where they buy and um, about that karma. But they, you know... Uh, is there a way you can get rid of them, or because I mean, or you just there stuck. is a way, but very few people. I mean, you don't. You're dealing with an area that people don't advertise, and right. it's very difficult to get right. someone who will help you. So, what is your advice? Life. What is your advice to anyone who has a ghost in their house? I mean, or your advice is don't move in if you know they're there. But I, I would if fi- you know the house, yeah, don't move in because. They'll be keeping, you know, like like even now. I mean, there's noise in my kitchen. I'm up at night. You're not going to get a decent night's sleep. How are you going to function? Well, let me, yeah, like I would probably, I don't know about you, Ace, or Jerry. I don't know if I'd be a, like, would I I'd try to move out? But I see what you're saying is that even if you move, they might be, you know, they might kind of want something from you. They're called attachments, yeah. They're attachment. called attachments. And unfortunately, it's very hard to get rid of them because they're in both worlds. I wouldn't and like the ones they don't have any time period. So, uh, so when it, it's like we die. Well, they don't. <laughs> they're, you know, they're visible at night. Um, I, because of the light, I can't see them during the day. Or if I shine, a, if I see movement at night um, and I shine a light, a flashlight there, I can't see them, but if it's dark, well, I'm going to investigate and and do a little more research. And on Halloween, I think I'm going to talk about it because we, during Halloween, always do a show and we talk about all these houses that are haunted, and you know, people buy them. Uh, I wouldn't; I'd be afraid. And but if I found myself in a home that I bought and I didn't know, are there signs that you could look for? Before you move in, there are signs. Yes, I mean when someone's marking my towels and there's no one in the apartment except me. Um, and then I travel to Florida, and on the on the train, the towels are marked the same way: white towels marked with like charcoal gray, black. Oh. Well, that and would scare them. You know something's wrong. I mean, it's the apartment, it's the train, it's the motel. You know, you know something's wrong. Well, you Kelly, will see telltale signs. You don't have to see them, but money will be lost. Um, checkbooks. Oh, they cards. steal things. They from try them. to pass checks. They try to write checks. How do well, they present they, anything to disturb you? If they're demonic, if they're on the wrong side of the law, they will do whatever they can to make your life an absolute hell. So Kelly, so they could be demonic. But they could also be nice, right? I mean, I mean, they're not. They could be bad. nice. I was very, I was very fortunate in my former apartment. Um, there was a family with three kids. The kids were like no problem. Um, a family of ghosts. That happened a few times. There was oh, a woman. The she came three times in 
clothing of 1800s. You knew she wasn't dressed from the 1900s. There was one man, um, he was part of the, what can I say, Cheers crowd. His suit was always the way John Travolta's was in Saturday Night Fever, so I knew the time period when he passed. Oh, the white polyester. <clears throat> yeah. The, yeah. So the these are people, okay, it's just, you'll have to call us back on Halloween and give us more of an education, but I have to ask <laughs> you something. It's not, Halloween these, is not a good time to summon out, to summon people from the other side or spirits or anything you do not want that in your life believe me people don't realize the damage i mean my my sheets have been ripped up my clothing has been stained and ripped up it's you you can't imagine so let me ask you one question before i let you go what i mean is there something that in other words these are people that apparently have died and passed and have not really settled they have not passed. They they passed away physically, but they're kind of not settled in you know crossing over. They're right, kind they're of spirits. in two worlds. They're, they are in they are worlds. spirits, but they are not disconnected from the corporal world. Now, how, so can people can people just do that like on their own? I mean, so when somebody dies, some of them just cross over, and some of them don't, and. Is there, there, and do they eventually cross over or sometimes never? You hope that they cross over eventually. Um, you don't want them halfway between two worlds like this, especially in your life. You yeah. hope they cross over because there is another life on the other side. It's not corporal, but they don't we have, have to learn either. things in this life, and there are things to learn on the other side, too, that you can so only then, learn in spirit form. Yeah. I only, you know, again, I, I, just my understanding was, like, if you don't get it right, you keep on coming back. But that's reincarnation. So I don't know. That's really an interesting thing. And uh, I remember I used to do the Ouija board when I was a kid. Bad, bad, bad news, bad, bad. That's the, one of their portals. That's a portal of easy entry for them. Yeah, so, and I and I really, and they still sell it. I mean, I was just buying my niece a toy at a, a toy store, and I go, oh, my goodness, look, the Ouija board. They still have them. And, uh, yeah, I, I, they still sell them, but they're, they're, they're not good, right, because that's how spirits can also come through that Ouija board. Right, so. yeah. If you... Daddy, if you have anyone you know who is on the level who can get these spirits to go with God, because God will put them wherever they belong, (laughs) um, and is on the level, because I have been taken by so many charlatans, could you please let people know and let oh, me know over the air? Kelly, thanks for calling. And I think a lot of people are going to think this is crazy. So some people probably think you might be crazy. But the truth is, I've heard a lot about this. You'd be surprised. And I've heard a lot of stories. And, of course, dealing with so many customers, there's a lot of customers that are very sensitive to that in homes. So I will, Kelly. And I really wish we could help you. I, so I'll do some homework and I'll see what I can do. And I certainly will mention her on the air. And then you can call. Okay. Thank you and very I'm, much. I'm sorry about you know and your whole situation. I mean, I don't know what I would do. I think Jerry, I would freak out and move in with you. 
Uh, don't bring the ghosts if you come over well, here. Well, they might uh, they might Particularly the ones that bring their children. Uh, I don't like, you know, live people bringing the children here, let alone ghosts. Also, them. animals cross over with people, too. Uh, That's another problem. And uh, they leave, sometimes they leave their calling cards. Yeah, well, yeah my dogs would they, definitely do that. They they're not housebroken in real life, so. That's, um, yeah, it's. I'm telling you, it's it's well, another I'm world. I'm going to really do some homework on that. I, I really will. I find it very interesting, and I think that a lot of people think it's crazy. And, uh, hey, a lot of people think a lot of things are crazy, and so I don't know that I think it's crazy at all. I, I kind of think it's real. And, again, <clears throat> being in the real estate business so long, I've had, a, 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 I wouldn't say a majority of customers, but a, a fair percentage of people talk about that. So, Kelly, I'm just sorry. Thank you for calling number one, and I and number two. I'm really sorry about your circumstances because I think I would be out of my mind if I thought that. Or I guess maybe I'd learn to live with it. I'm not sure. And um, I'm going to do look into it, and I certainly will in the next couple of weeks talk about what I find out. And if there's anyone I find that thinks they can do, and again, I'm not an expert on this, but I will let you know. Good luck, Thank you Kelly. so much. Good luck, Kelly. Oh, goodness. What do you think, Ace? I think she needs better detergent for the... I think, I think you and Jerry should definitely um, oh. go on a day a day and a night trip with Kelly and uh, report back uh, to the Oh, yeah. No, I want to go on a train ride. To I'll no, be I here. I'll Ace be here at the studio. I think Ace, um, you should waiting, do waiting it. Waiting for you guys. I think you should do no, it. No, I'm okay. I'm okay, Daddy. Yeah, you're way more adventurous. Here, so. And then, you listen, you went to the Ice Motel. <laughs> if you could go to the Ice Motel, and maybe they wouldn't follow you there because it's a little cold. Okay, so they probably... I'll... Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm opting out on this one, Dottie. So I'll be here at the studio. I mean, and, uh, usually ga- and usually, Ace is game for anything. Yeah, obviously, I'm exactly. So, no, this things. is not my uh, not my cup of tea here. <laughs> all right. So, getting back to real estate because I, I you know, I, right. that's, yeah. that was really brave of Kelly to call <laughs> in and talk about that. It's the first time anyone really calls in and talked about that when we've mentioned it. Um, but I, the, the element rental reports came out this month and for Brooklyn and Queens and Manhattan. And basically, oh, landlord concessions in the Manhattan rental market increased year over year for 39 consecutive months. And yet the vacancy rate fell to its lowest level in more than four years. So what that means basically is there's not a lot of empty apartments, but they have given concessions. In Brooklyn, rental prices... Uh, rising even though actual rents did not and the reason they're saying that because that sounds like well how is that happening yeah, that, okay how is that possible? the reason that is is the market share of higher priced new development <clears throat> apartments rose so it took the numbers up in other words <coughs> the rental prices rose uh, okay even though the actual rents did but the rose because of so many new developments that are a lot higher hmm. And um, so that's all. Um, and by the way, uh, New York City does not have the highest concentration of pricey homes. Uh, the Silicon Valley in San Jose, California, has the highest concentration of homes. Then San Francisco. Then Los Angeles. And the Big Apple comes in fourth. I think we're catching a break, but uh, two seconds. And Ace, when we come back, I want to talk because I'm reading that uh, more 30 and 40-year-olds need guarantors to rent in New York City. 
Jerry, you finding that? We'll talk to you right um, after the break. Yeah. I think we have a, a commercial. This, this is a slow commercial, so it's easing into it very gently. And uh, we'll find out that rents and what you should do. And Jerry, do you recommend somebody be a co-signer right after our break? It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and uh, listening to I on Real Estate. Our number is 866-970-9622. We're just talking a little bit, a few minutes about rental properties because we just did our market reports on rentals. And uh, they're saying that more people need guarantees. Uh, co-signers, basically, especially 40-year-olds and 30- and 40-year-olds. And uh, because the rents in New York are high. Uh, so do you, do you kind of think if there are any other things that people can do if they can't get a co-signer? Um, well, first of all, you know, co-signing is, we have to caution people before you co-sign, it's right. uh, you're putting your name on the line and you know, always tell people if you're gonna co-sign, make sure you're monitoring what's going on, that the payments are actually being made, and not just taking somebody's word for it. Because if they don't get made, you're going to be on the hook. So it's really something you really want to do cautiously, and um, um, because you're 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 obligating yourself to the whole thing. Avoiding a co-signing, you got to work on your credit. You just it's always a, it's always an issue. Oftentimes an issue, I should You've say. You've got to work on your credit. credit. And then there was something about independent contractors. And if you're an independent contractor where your income is kind of can be whatever it is, you know, can change. Sometimes what you can do, and again, it depends on the rental. You know, sometimes you might just find someone who happens to like you and thinks that you're trustworthy. But sometimes you can pay a couple of months in advance, like more security mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, but as I said, as you know, that was the whole topic that we did on the show once. I mean, a lot of parents will buy their child, will buy an apartment for their kids, but they're really buying it for themselves. As an, you know, they figure, look, I'm going to pay high rent, so I'll buy something, and then when my child is done with school, at least I'll try to have both buy something that maybe I can have equity in, or maybe that we can use. But it's tough, and that is why so many uh, people are squeezing in together and I think they're working on a lot of very small apartments but we'll keep you posted but as again Jerry said be cautious before you become a co-signer I think um, I talked to you uh, I, to- I told you that uh, I told you I didn't tell you about the friendliest what do you think the friendliest con- countries are the friendliest countries um <clears throat> friendly. I'll tell you what's not the friendliest country. Uh, North Korea, I'm guessing, is not. Uh, <laughs> Why? Switzerland. You want to go there? <laughs> no, but one of your brokers did actually. And what they uh, say? Uh, interesting. Very interesting trip. Um, really is fascinating. I, I'm always perplexed at why people want to go and visit a place where, you know, if you if you accidentally uh, throw out a newspaper that has a picture of the dear leader in the front, which every newspaper does, 
it's you know punishable by you know 10 years in prison um the swiss are not friendly they're definitely not uh but i'm trying to think of who's the friendliest i would say uh england is pretty friendly right they're always chipper i'm not sure if they really mean it but they're always okay well here's here's um here's the list and this was uh, done by internations a global network um Whoever they are. The 10 was Canada. 81% say country has friendly attitude towards out-of-towners. Actually, this one was odd to me. Number nine was Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> it says 83% say the country has a friendly attitude towards out-of-towners. Uh, I, Unless, you know, we're at war with them. I 56% suppose. say it's easy to make local friends if you move there. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, it's supposed to be beautiful. And go. 16% say they'll stay there forever once they went there. Well, mm. not me. But. Ace has been to Vietnam, right? Are they friendly in Vietnam, Ace? You know what? I've never been, but I hear oh, it. You in have? some parts oh, it's I... dangerous, and in some parts it's yeah. really friendly. So I guess it really depends on where you are. All right. So. I thought you had been. Right. All right. What's so, number three, so, Dottie? Uh, so then it goes on to Colombia. I won't go through all ten. It takes too long. Colombia? Columbia. Okay, now 87%. This is what now, listen. 87% say the country has a friendly attitude towards out of towners, and it's easy to make local friends, and they would stay there forever. I don't. Well, you stay there forever because you've been kidnapped. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's not. I wouldn't put that in a friendly. Well, okay, let me just read the criteria. (laughs) This survey that was released by Internations, a global network Uh for people who live and work abroad. Okay, okay, polled its membership from 180 countries to find out which countries are the most welcoming to American travelers. I want to hear the rest of the list. Okay, so this okay. Uh, do you know what Oman is? Oman, yeah. Oman, Oman is, excuse me. I just, is I read in the Middle East. Okay, the, 86% have friendly attitude, uh-huh. 60% say it's easy to make local friends, and 12% say they'll stay forever. Okay. Costa Rica, which I think that, that I might have thought... Might yeah, be, I've heard yeah. that they're very friendly down there, you know. Yeah, Costa Rica's in that group. A lot group. of snakes there. Okay, uh, Cambodia. Uh, okay, 92% of that. So I say the friendly attitude for <laughs> out-of-towners. And uh, 60% say it's easy to make friends. And so Mexico. Mexico was very friendly. I only went there for the first time this year. And I must say that our Mexican neighbors, who we love, are very friendly. Right. Taiwan, 86% say the country is a friendly attitude and it's easy to make local friends. And 30% say that it's likely they'll stay forever. And the number one place is the most friendly was Portugal. U.S. Portugal? Yeah. Mm, those friendly Portuguese. Portugal. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that's an interesting. I just thought that was interesting. Now, yeah. I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. I'm sure everyone has different experiences. But you see, Switzerland was not on the list. I no, told you. it wasn't. See, They're so, uh, you know, friendly. and I think people would have said that a while ago, but, you know, things change. The world changes. Now, I told you on, uh, I told you on the show that the, I told you in the beginning of the show that who is the biggest uh, owner of real estate in New York? Who owns all New York? Okay, now oh, this is from the real deal. So mm-hmm. you guys might have read it. Uh, Ace is up there. Ace is like number three on the list. Well, he's close, but not that close. I think okay. I know the answer to this. Are we guessing or no? You can guess. Well, they have the top ten, so we'll see. The top ten players. I think it's Trinity Church owns a lot. On the list. Okay. The other, this was an undertaking massive 
undertaking and 546 million square feet of property citywide with the city itself. Okay. Um, okay. So meanwhile, there are 10 owners that are throwing off a combined $7.5 billion a year, more than the GDP of an entire country, of some entire countries. And that doesn't include condos they've sold. You know, that doesn't include what they've sold. It's what they have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. So should I give you the number one first? No, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm going to tell you some of the ones. Okay, I'm going to tell you that Tishman Spire was one of them with about owning about 20.5 million square feet. Blackstone, which was 20.1 million. And the related companies with 18.7. Vernado, SL Green. But the number one spot of owning the most real estate in New York City, the biggest property owner in the five boroughs, with a massive... Jerry Sini. <laughs> He'd be in Tahiti. Okay, with a massive 362.1 million square feet to its name. Mm-hmm. Is New York mm-hmm. City... Is New York... Is what? What? New York City... The city of New York is the biggest property owner. Oh, well, you're counting municipal ownership in that? Well, they own the police Mm -hmm. plaza, Stuyvesant High School, New York Public Library, buildings on Fifth Avenue. Well, they are the biggest property owner is New York City. They own the most property. Now, you have some very big players, but they own 362.1 million square feet. And I'm looking at the top 10 companies uh, people that have, you know, the biggest, then compared to New York, like it's 29.7 million, 28, 20. So it's, it's a drop in the bucket compared to. The good old city itself. All right. Yeah. So, I, you know, so now what does that mean? I'm, I'm trying to analyze. Does that mean that the city makes uh, a lot of money from their real estate. I mean, if they wanted to sell it, I, don't I guess know if they're getting re- I don't know if they're getting revenue from it. I mean, knowing this Mary's probably forgotten to collect the rent or something. <laughs> I forgot. Well, I I, I, I have to agree with you there. I, I and I think we could be political with that because I don't think there's anybody there. Oh, you know, the mayor is open open game. He's yeah, getting like, rid of the horses finally, apparently. I heard he's doing something. He's doing something. I don't know if he's yeah. gotten rid of them. I think he's, he's, he's going to reduce the speed limit again. It's going to be ten miles an hour now. You're going to be. It's going to be quicker to walk around the New York City. You know, in Rome they have the congestion pricing, and they've got to do that. I mean, the city has got to wake up and realize that you cannot keep pouring cars in the middle of Midtown Manhattan during the day. You can't move. Yeah, but it that, took me forty-five minutes to no, get. No, it's from really horrible. Fifth and, Avenue and Twenty Second Street to the George Washington Bridge the other day. Forty-five yeah, minutes. That's I, I know they're going to have to do something, and I, I hate to say this. I think it's really progressive to make New York City wonderful with bike lanes and all that stuff. Except, oh, yes. uh, where, and then having cafes and little places to sit in the middle of the streets. Uh, now, when you have this much traffic, I hate to tell yeah. you, I'm sorry. Forget I'm, it. You can't do it. I love the solution it. to the traffic problem is, okay, let's make cafes in the middle of the streets. Yeah, so we it's can, like- all right? And then the bicycles. Oh, uh, the so bicycles. Many, I, you know, I, I can't they're militant. Today. I, they're I, militant. I, they're militant. I almost saw somebody crash today that a bicycle because they have mm-hmm. no... They don't have to do any safety things. They don't... Oh, they don't, they don't obey the rules. And they let me ask you... There's millions of bikes. 
Okay, there's millions of bikes in the, and they take up all those bike lanes take up room. I mean, I, I don't think you shouldn't have bikes, but I think, I just think that, you know, you can't copy San Francisco or some of the other cities because, first of all, we're not, ni- our weather is not conducive to it. In yeah. Italy, I would watch people in suits and, you know, women in dresses ride in on their bikes to Rome because you can't live in Rome unless you, you can't have a car parked there unless you live in Rome. But it's very different weather. The traffic is mm-hmm. very different. I'd be afraid of my life to try to ride a bicycle in the middle of New York City. Um, we'll be right back. I think they're taking a break. We'll be right back after this commercial break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back with the final portion of our show. Next week, our show will be till 1130. We'll be broadcasting from Long Island. Um, but Ace, well, first of all, um, the interest rates, what are they, 4.88? 4.88, Dottie. My on the money. Uh, so they're good, but they are planned to be going up. But Ace, I saw something on Facebook. You were just, you were just away at with a basketball. I saw a whole thing on Facebook. I was totally impressed. Where where were you? You were at a conference. So I, I actually went back to um, UConn, which is the uh, college that I actually walked on. Um, so the coaches asked me to talk to the team about life after basketball and. Some of, the, some of the life lessons learned while I was in college and how I translate into my career and, and in business today. So it was actually really, really, um, you know, for me, it was very inspirational just meeting those young kids and, you know, telling them that they have a huge future ahead of them, especially with the platform of being a part of such a great tradition at UConn. So it was great, you know, just meeting with these young Young men, you know, just really embarking in their careers, you know, right right after college. So right, great no, I saw that. I was totally impressed, and I think that's so great to give back because once you get out of college, you're in basketball. Where do you transition to? What is it you're going to do with your life? And I think that was great, and it seemed like you really got out of a lot out of it too, giving back and yeah, I'm I did, sure I did, Daddy. It was great. Now, in the beginning yep. of the show, I, I, I talked a little about homeowners that are sitting on $6 trillion in available cash. This is from CNBC.com. And um, they say toppable equity is the amount most lenders will allow borrowers to borrow cash out while still keeping 20% equity in the home. And uh, they're saying that they're not pulling as much equity out. Is that true? I think I think um, they're pulling out. Um, it, it all depends on your situation, right, Dottie? So I think a lot of people now are pulling out equity to renovate their homes. Um, but I think the potential, you know, throughout the crisis, people were leveraging 100% of their of their um, equity, and now banks are limiting the amount of cash out that you can take out. But I think, you know, we see a lot of folks still taking advantage of the low rates. Um, there's a lot of refinance cash outs out there. And um, people are either utilizing it to pay off their debt or even, um, you know, do a little bit of home improvement. So right. we're seeing a lot of people tapping into their equity, um, probably not as much as we saw back in the past, but 
definitely, a, you know, the, a lot of folks are, yeah. are really leveraging this. The rates are low, and the good news is, because everyone's rates like, are, low. are we going to have the same crisis we had once before? The difference is they're not letting you pull all your equity out. You have to keep a certain amount of Exactly. Note. So it's much better. And I just, I have a question. I have two questions, so I really can't talk long. Um, I'll do this next week, because I was just looking at uh, a $200,000 mortgage and in 1970s, the interest rates were 886, and it would be the payments were 1589. Um, in the 80s, it was 12.7 the interest rate, and that same payment would be 2166. You know, then it was 9.12. I mean, we, it was so much higher. I'm going to go through this next week. Um, but if you look at the interest rates, which now what I'm going to do is tell you what the interest rates were each over those years. And how much more people really had to pay. And how much really, really, if you're going to do something and you're going to buy or you're going to pull it, now is the time to do it. Let me take two quick questions because we only have a few minutes left. Pauline, good morning, Pauline, or good afternoon. How can I help? Thanks for calling. I keep calling in, but I had something I I would like to share about with that lady, but I don't have a particular um, group. I do know people because I've been involved with metaphysical groups, and they've like they're like Ghostbusters. And I do know somebody, but I don't know how good they are. I had somebody who had a website that could you could do it in your own space, but he moved on. He passed away, and now. I do not know who's as good as he is. There's nobody. I can't find him. But if she wants somebody, I could probably, depending on where she is, I could probably refer her, and they're legit, but I don't know how good they are. I mean, how well, maybe everybody maybe, has different maybe. levels about their purity in spirit. So if they're not as pure, they can't handle this, because depending on how bad the spirits are that this person's dealing with, it's individual. Right. Um, well, maybe you it's can. Even um, the religions can't handle them. They really can get attacked and murdered, and they can actually die from doing this. Yeah. There are people who have, they depending on what they're dealing with, it's really, and, and it could be like you said, it could be things are following her. Well, it so seems like they're going the every place she goes. And curses and stuff like yeah, that. So There's a lot more to it than. Yeah, I, I, you know, it seems that way because usually, I, you know, usually it's in a particular place, you know, and that. Yeah, usually it's a place because there's a vortex, an opening that people unwittingly open because, like she said, definitely Ouija boards, but it's not even that. There are other people doing ceremonies, and I'm sorry, the equinox is a big ceremony, and they do all this meditation. They're not in their body, and they're allowing things to take over. Uh, people who are in prison, people who are on drugs, all these things that people do. I'm talking about prescription medication as well. This opens you up for entities to come in you. There are a lot of dead spirits who are lost. And they get in your body, just like the, they showed on the crazy shows. Mm-hmm. Those, those movies well, are not so far-fetched. Uh, no, so, so, they, so if you have a name and you just send it to us, we'll, we'll tell her. But we'll I tell can. Her, we'll tell her that it wasn't, you know, you, you don't know how good, you know, they're good, but you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I could you give, have refer to her to somebody home. that's pretty reputable, and then oh. they could uh, actually refer her to so who they believe is, is good. Okay, the, other, the question, and I know you can't answer it since you're closing the show up. I wanted to know, since now that this, the, the summer season is over, I'm actually seriously looking for something not on the beach, obviously, because of what the flooding and all that kind of stuff. But I heard Jerry mention he has a neighbor that's wanting to sell, 
and I need. I guess I could contact you guys you could be, privately. You could be Jerry's neighbor. Well, wait a minute. You're going to move up here with all you these ghosts Jerry's and neighbor. all these demons and well, want to move next to me? Well, at first I was protected. I could have done the clearings no, on the space, and that's ghosts. why I was going to do this. Uh, Being okay, a real estate yeah. agent, it would have been uh, perfect for me, but now I don't uh, have uh, access to this kind of stuff anymore. No, but you don't have ghosts. Clear these demons before they come. No, but you don't have ghosts. I got to make sure whoever left, they might have left something behind, whoever your neighbor was that was selling. I mean, that's what I could feel things, and so I don't know your, if I your, can't handle what's it. What's your question? Should you... Okay, so basically, is this a good time now to be looking for properties that, like, it's after the season, if like anybody wanted homes? to sell? Like yeah, second home? Yeah, like homes? a second home yeah. or a beach property. Maybe actually, not even a second home, a, pro, a primary home. Okay, but <gasps> if it's in a beach area or kind of a resorty area or yeah, a second home like area, that. it is a good time. It, like, give it a week or two and... You know, by the end of October, people are looking at carrying a property for a whole, you know, winter and with fuel and everything. So I think, uh, you know, any time at the end of September, early October is really a very good time to look for, if you're looking for a home in a vacation area or right. a resort area, and it doesn't have to be an expense, or a place where people have second homes. Um, now, where Jerry is, they have primary residence. Where I am, there's primary residence. But it's a combination. But I think it's a very good time. Matter of fact, in the markets that we that we have, where it's a second home market, uh, it's our busiest time now because the renters moved out. You know, the summer's right. over, and now that owner is looking at carrying the house taxes, heat, and everything for a whole year. So it is a good time. Pauline, I'm going to okay. have to run. I want to get Tom's question really quick. Have a great weekend, Tom. I'm going to. Get your question. Thanks for calling I am Real Estate. Yes. Uh, uh, hi. How are you? I'm good. I, I'd like to say this, that uh, Kennedy Airport wants to get a hold of uh, of uh, the island, uh, the criminal island. Uh, Rikers Island. Rikers? Yeah, Rikers. And to extend the airport, it's coming you mean, out you mean little by little. Now, the idea would be to build a new Rikers Island in Jamaica Bay, maybe, where there are islands out there in Jamaica Bay that they used to use, the the Army used uh, during World War II. They put, like, war resistors on those islands. But the idea would be to actually build a bigger island, and instead of having this wild plan of putting... Uh, prisons in all the all the boroughs, they get a, they have to build a new island, and Jamaica Bay just may be the place they can build it, I and they'd a, have to have ferries to go out there. I don't I don't know of anyone you know? I don't know of anyone who's advocating for a larger facility than Rikers Island. Rikers Island is the largest uh, jail in the world, and where is the largest a, jail? Rikers Island. It's Rikers, the largest prison right? in the world. It's oh, been a tremendous failure if you look at it over the years. There. The idea is to decentralize and not have these huge institutional prisons. Um, you know, this is a holding facility, we have to remember. Most of the people at Rikers Island have not been convicted of any crime. They're being held oh, over. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, that's yeah. an important point. They're not convicted yet. Right. So some of the, so when they get convicted, they'll go Many to wherever them, they go. Yeah. But Some of them are serving sentences of less than a year. But And I think you're talking about LaGuardia because for JFK to expand, Rikers Island would t- take over most of Queens. So... Uh, LaGuardia is the uh, airport that's expanding, but you know I, I don't think that they're going to put it on another island. I think they're going to decentralize it, but it's long overdue to close down Rutgers Island. It's been a complete disaster. And then you think that will become part of LaGuardia? 
Well, I mean, you know, it would be nice. Or you could build, well, I mean, it is. It's a nice mean, piece of property. You could build condos there, frankly. It's a beautiful piece of property. Yeah, you it know? is. And it's and, and, and truthfully, um, LaGuardia is easy to get to the city, but half the times their flights are canceled. I mean, the runway is yeah. limited. And I, I noticed that when I've taken a flight from LaGuardia, if there's bad weather, Kennedy is always still running, and LaGuardia, yeah. like, forget it. They can't oh, if it rains, they yeah. all delay. LaGuardia. So, like listen, um, I, we had a great show, kind of different, a little interesting. <laughs> I like, But nothing should be the same, right? I mean, you know, uh-huh. you, as we said, you call into Eye on Real Estate about everything, even about ghosts. And to all these and demon spirits. people, there's nothing available near me. So <laughs> no, I'll see if I can get some haunted houses that for people who like ghosts, because uh-huh. a lot of them do for Halloween. Have a great weekend. Um, We'll miss everybody, and we'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.